please join me in our responsive welcome. No matter who you are or where you are in life's journey, you are welcome here. No matter who you are or where you are on life's journey, you are welcome here. No matter who you are or where you are on life's journey, you are welcome here. And you are wanted and you are valued here. We have stories of faith that connect us. We have stories of faith that connect us, whether you're in Connecticut, or Colorado, the United States, or Europe, or anywhere in the world. Uh, today we are celebrating All Saints Sunday. In Western Christianity, All Saints Day is celebrated the 1st of November. Um, in Eastern Christian traditions, if you're wondering, um, it's celebrated either after Easter or after Pentecost, depending on the tradition. But here we celebrate it on the 1st of November, and so for us we celebrate it on the Sunday following and All Saints Day is a time for us to remember the people who have died. Um, it is also a time to remember that we are connected spiritually, that our faith tradition says that we don't lose that bond. We remain connected in love. And so we remember those who have died and we mourn them, but we also celebrate their ongoing presence with us. And so today we'll have several opportunities to remember, to think of, and to be grateful for the people that we know who are cheering us on as we walk in our own life, even today. In our Christian tradition, light is both a metaphor and a symbol. It's a symbol of divine presence and nature. And as you know, if this is a place you come to often, there are always candles lit on our communion table. A candle, lighting a candle, is an act of worship in and of itself. So when our children come forward with the light, they are serving as worship leaders for us. Candles also symbolize the light of Christ's teaching. In some Christian traditions, we light candles for those who are living but in need of prayer. And so the light of that candle is a prayer that surrounds the person with the light. Or for those who are in the final stages of life, it lights the path to what is next, and it lights their way. And today we recognize light as a remembrance of the departed, of those who have traveled on to what is next. So Amelia is going to come forward, and we are going to have a time of remembering. And Matt and Kayla, come on up. We're going to read each name, and then we ask you to repeat it back. And we will continue and then offer you an opportunity to speak names that are not listed in our bulletin. For Howard Fankhauser. Howard Fankhauser. Virginia Barnes. Virginia Barnes. Christine Linroth. Christine Linroth. Patricia Markham. Patricia Markham. 
Jeanette Carson. Jeanette Carson. Stephen Henderson. Stephen Henderson. Nina Nygaard. Nina Nygaard. Hubert Owen Keir. Hubert Owen Keir. And now we invite you to say any names out loud or hold them in your hearts as you think of those that you uh, may be mourning today. And we'll light one more candle today for those who are unknown and unnamed. was beautiful. I just have to say, when, when we sing together and direct our songs to others, it's just beautiful. And maybe that's obvious to me this morning because I've had several important conversations this week. So many folks have come forward that are feeling discouraged and down and frightened and fatigued, wondering if love really is stronger than hate wondering if peace really is possible. Now, I'm familiar with these feelings and thoughts, and it turns out our ancestors in faith are as well. And it shows up in the letter to the Hebrews. There was something happening in the spirit of those that the letter was written to. There were persecutions all around them, but they themselves were not being persecuted. But there was a weariness with what they felt were demands of a Christian life and a growing sense of insignificance or unimportance toward their calling. Last week we heard a lot about calling, but for me it's really quite simple. Our call is to put love, compassion, and mercy in action, period. And so the question is, is it worth it? Is it really making a difference? Is there any hope? And these are really important questions. I felt hope when I heard you singing. I felt like it was making a difference. Did you feel that? These kinds of questions are very much part of a spiritual life when God may seem hidden. But it doesn't in any way mean that God is absent. You know, when we bump up against great difficulty or delay in achieving success, whatever success means, actually, since we can't always see the whole picture, it's hard to know. Or even just in seeing progress. I thought and prayed about this quite a lot this week because I really was concerned for the people who came to talk. And really, at the end of all of that thinking and praying, it was just one word that came to me. Service. Service. Reach out in service. 
to others. Go volunteer. Pick an agency. Pick a practice. There's a concept in contemplative spirituality called ajure contra. Act against the discouragement. Double up on your practice is really what that means. In the contemplative practice, they say, if you are distracted in 10 minutes of prayer, pray for 20. Great, 20 minutes of distraction. (laughs) But at least you're showing the commitment, right? Saying, I'm not giving in to the distraction. Come out of yourself and put love, compassion, and mercy in action. Sing. The purpose is to strengthen the positive qualities that are in your heart. Strengthening the positive qualities in your heart. The spiritual life is not a sprint. It's a marathon. It's not a one-and-done kind of life. It's enduring. And we're in training. We don't often think of the Christian life as a life in training, but it certainly is. I mean, I would for once love to feel like I'm out of kindergarten. But I keep getting thrown back to basics. So we practice. We build endurance. We build perseverance. Spiritual practices like lighting a candle or sitting in silence. We have a meditation space right here at the church. You can come in and use that at your convenience. If it's not during church hours, call us. We'll find a way to get you in. What are you reading? Are you reading daily devotions? Are you praying for peace? I have to acknowledge that I used to have a really busy mind, and I still can sometimes, but I started reading this book, Peacemaking Day by Day, and my mind got quiet over time. I was like, gee, why didn't I ever pray for peace? So that's why I'm trying to give you like the next version. Pray for peace. It really works. There's something to that. Meals on Wheels, I did some checking this week. Meals on Wheels, Longs Peak Hospital, the Hour Center, they all need help. If you can't get out of the house, write letters. Write letters of encouragement to folks who are doing great things. Write letters of encouragement to folks who are engaging in causes that are making a difference. It would be cool to receive that letter, wouldn't it? In a similar spirit, write letters of sympathy to those in the synagogue who experience such great devastation. Let them know that we are praying for them and standing with them, acknowledging the beauty and worth of their tradition. Send sympathy to the families of those who were shot while they were trying to shop. Same thing. You're not alone. We acknowledge you. 
It goes a long way. Leftover Halloween candy, you don't have to eat it. You can send it to the servicemen and women. I don't know how, but look it up. You can stand with others each Saturday on 6th and Main around people who are committed to ways of love, compassion, and mercy. You might not agree with everything, but I think you agree on love, and how you demonstrate that might be different. You know, this is all a way of saying, be the change you want to see. And our ancestor in faith, St. John of the Cross, said it differently. He said, where there is no love, put love, and you will find love. Insert other words. Where there is no compassion, put compassion, and you'll find compassion. Where there is no mercy, put mercy, and you will find mercy. He was a 16th century Spanish mystic. He understood the days of doubt. And this is what he said. And this morning's scripture is a message of encouragement also from our ancestors in faith. Let's listen to the words of wisdom and experience. Reading from the book of Hebrews, the 12th chapter, verses 1 through 3. Therefore, since we are surrounded by so great a cloud of witnesses, let us also lay aside every weight and the sin that clings so closely, and let us run with perseverance the race that is set before us, looking to Jesus, the pioneer and perfecter of our faith, who for the sake of the joy that was set before him endured the cross, disregarding its shame, and has taken his seat at the right hand of the throne of God. Consider him who endured such hostility against himself from sinners, so that you may not grow weary or lose heart. Amen. In your bulletin, you have a cutout of a flame. And so we're asking you this morning to take a few minutes as you hold that flame to think of somebody who has embodied the Christian walk for you, the Christian life, somebody who's maybe even today still giving you hope. And as we sing our next hymn, you can come forward and bring your flames to this board. Phyllis Rosticus, who is serving as our artist in residence for this morning, is going to help us um, put those on there in a way that looks beautiful and inspiring and draws together the collection of all of our experiences and all of the voices of hope in our great cloud of witnesses. So friends, now go on your way rejoicing because you are surrounded by a great cloud of witnesses. Take courage when you face a challenge and take comfort if you fall. And in whatever good you may choose to do, do it knowing that you are surrounded by the love and the hope of the one who are saints called God, Christ, and Holy Spirit. Go now in peace. Amen.